every time I do, I do an episode, Steph Haftel FaceTimes me, what she's doing right now. What's up, bitches? Welcome back to a new week of Vodka Soda Splasher Brand with me, Brandon Ward. We are doing this week all by myself. Again, solo dolo, although all of you bitches fucking loved Danielle. I mean, who doesn't? But that was a good episode. A lot of you guys had a lot of positive feedback. So don't worry, your bitch Danielle will be back on a different episode. But this week, I asked people on Instagram what they want to hear from this episode. And the resounding number one thing was Taylor Swift's Folklore album. They want me to do a review. So I will do that later. There's a few things I need to and want to talk about beforehand. But Folklore will come at the end. So don't worry. I'm going to make you listen to this entire episode. Don't fucking hit that skip 15 second button. I'm going to make you listen to this whole episode before I get into the Folklore album review. So let's fucking do it. All right, we need to talk about shooting your shot, which to be honest with you, the term shoot or the phrase shoot your shot, I had no fucking clue that existed or didn't even know what that meant until honestly this year or maybe last year. I don't really know. But the point that I'm trying to make is I am awful at putting myself out there. I don't know how to talk to guys. I don't know how to message a guy. I don't know how to flirt. I am the most awkward person ever, which is ironic because... I am a very social person and can talk to anybody. I could talk to a wall. I could talk to anybody that is in any room in any social situation. But if I find you attractive and want to go on a date with you or want to take you out to coffee or just like hang out with you, but kind of see if there's chemistry, I that's it. Game over. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And that aspect of my life, I am so fucking shy and I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it. And I don't know what to do. So and when 2020 started, I told myself, listen, buddy, buckle up. You are about ready to go on a ride this year because or lots of rides this year because you need to start going on dates. You need to start talking to guys, rip the bandaid off and let's fucking go. Although the bandaid isn't even it. The bandaid isn't even covering anything up. It, it's just me being shy. If I think you're attractive and want to go on a date with you, want to take you out to coffee or whatever the fuck I want to do with you, I freeze. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And I'm awful at this. So I told myself when 2020 started, this was going to be the year that you fucking grow your grow some balls and just start messaging some guys. Right. And here we are in almost August 2020. I have done nothing of that nature at all until recently. And this is where I get very shy and nervous. So uh, there's this guy that I have been eyeing since October literally almost a year ago. Well, I don't even know how many months this is. So let's just say it's August, a long time ago. I eyed this guy. I'm like, this guy's hot. So I start to talk to Danielle about him and pretty much on the regular. I'm like, wow, this dude's, he's hot. He is a little bit older than me, has a great job. I want to get to know him. She's like, okay, sick message him. And I'm like, yeah, fucking right, bitch. I'm not fucking messaging him. He can, he can message me. First of all, how does this guy even know I exist if I don't even follow him on Instagram? Nothing. He know he doesn't knows nothing about me until I followed him on Instagram. So I follow him on Instagram. First of all, it took a few days for him to follow me back, and then we follow each other back. And I'm like, all right, this is sick. Maybe he'll respond to one of my stories. Flash forward until uh, literally probably like a month ago, hasn't responded to anything, and I have never responded to a single one of his stories. So this is where I suck 
at shooting my shot because I don't know how to make the first move. Until recently, I was talking to Danielle about this and she was like, I am fucking sick of hearing you talk about this one person. You need to message him right now. And I was like, "Ah, no, 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 that's so scary. I would never do that. Oh, no, no, no. This is why I'm going to be single until forever. I'm literally going to croak alone. So I did. One day I told Danielle, I said, I don't give a shit what it is. His next story, I'm responding to it. Let me back up real quick, though, because I kind of was talking to this guy, to one of his friends, just just see, feel it out to see what type of person this was. And his friend, much to my dismay, was like, he is the shyest person you will ever meet when it comes to dating. He will never ask a guy out. Someone's going to have to ask him out. He literally will die alone because he is so shy. And I was like, fuck, that means I'm going to have to make the first move. And I don't even like making the first move. I don't even know what the first move is. That was back in January, and now here we are in July. This is when I finally made my first move. So I responded to a story, and I only responded with the reaction. I didn't respond with with any writing. Flash forward two days, he messages me, and I'm like, holy shit, maybe this actually does work. Maybe I was just so shy all along, and I didn't know what I was doing. But then you get to the point where, okay, so now we're messaging back and forth kind of on a weekly basis, like every other day or whatever. So we're messaging back and forth. So since I'm so new and so awful at this, I take everything that he says and I interpret every fucking word, every vowel, every consonant. I'm constantly talking to Will and Brendan and Danielle. I'm like, okay, guys, what does this mean? How do I respond? And that's something that I need help getting over. And I know that a lot of other people have been in this position. So I need your help to tell me or just fucking slap me in the face and be like, dude, get with it. Get get yourself back on planet earth and shoot your shot because it's not that I'm scared of rejection. I am just so nervous. I don't know how to like naturally flirt or naturally do any of these things. I look at all my friends I can get with a guy in two seconds. I'm I'm like so jealous. I'm like, that must be so nice because you're not sitting there overthinking everything somebody's saying. Whereas me, I'm a very social person, like I said, but I will sit there and analyze every single word or text. I'll be like, oh my God, he just liked my response, no other words. But then I'm like, well, shit, maybe he's just playing hard to get. That's something I should do as well. So this whole long rant is basically me asking you, how the fuck do I keep going and shooting my shot with this guy? Because now I don't know the next steps. I do know the next steps. The next steps are to ask him out if he wants to go get drinks or a coffee or a walk or whatever. But I don't know if I'm there yet. I don't really know if I'm confident enough to do that. Well, no, that's a lie. I am confident enough to do it, but I'm fucking scared, okay? I'm fucking scared because what is, what's he going to say? I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know. My friend Steph says to me all the time, just fucking ask him out. He's not going to say no. You're going to be able to go out with him. Who gives a shit? And I'm like, oh, but that's like scary. So here's the thing. I want somebody else to do the message for me. So here's my thing to you guys, to you listeners out there, all you sexy little sluts. If you see me out and if you ask me about this person, I will let you message him for me. This sounds like such a pussy thing. I will let you message him for me. How's that? So if you see me out, grab my phone. I'll tell you who it is. You can message him, and then we'll have a whole episode on how I probably got rejected. (laughs) Transitioning a little bit to more of the Instagram side of things. Today, I received a text from my friend Paul who was like, can you please talk about gay Instagram culture? And I was like, of course I can talk about gay Instagram culture. I love Instagram as much as the other gay loves Instagram. So this morning, I was thinking of things with him that gays use Instagram for besides just posting pictures. And one of the things that is very common with a lot of gay folk is, and I'm sure it runs rampant in the straight world too, when you think somebody's attractive, 
You go to their Instagram, and to get their attention, what do you do? Listen, I've done it. Paul has done it. Everybody in the world has done it. You will go and like a bunch of their pictures from a long time ago. You'll like a few from a long time ago, and then you'll like a few of the most recent. Because you, if it's a new post, you don't want to get flooded in the likes. You want to be able to stand out. So what you do is you go to their Instagram, and you like a few photos, because then someone's going to be like, wait a second, I just got 10 likes, and half of these are on pictures that were from six months to a year ago. I literally did this to the guy that I was just talking about in the last segment, and it kind of works because if they're, if, if they're you know, not shy like me, they'll probably DM you, but sometimes they'll start looking at your stories more often, or they'll go through and like a bunch of yours. So this is actually, w- think about when two bottoms get together and they just like hit each, like they're obviously they can't have sex. So it's when two bottoms get with each other, I equate to you liking some 10 of somebody's pictures or five of someone's pictures and they do the same thing. And then there's no talk after that. It's like, okay, what was the point of that? We can't do anything with this. You're not going to DM me. I'm not going to DM you. So thank you for the extra like 10 likes on a few different pictures. What I like to do is I would like pick, I would like three pictures from the past and two from the present. And that normally will get their attention. I love when people do it to me. Although, like I said, I'm shy. I don't ever reach back out, even if I think you're attractive. But I like to do it to other people. This is something that is an easy, easy, easy way to get somebody's attention. One thing we were talking about that I, this needs to end right now. I've seen this happen a few times over the last couple months. If you just broke up with your boyfriend, and you post a picture of the breakup on Instagram, I'm unfollowing and I am fucking blocking you immediately. We are not in high school. Stop posting pictures of you saying that you and your boyfriend broke up because I can guarantee none of us care. First of all, it's embarrassing that you have to announce to the world that you broke up and announce that you're single again. Listen, we all saw you on Grindr. We all see you on Tinder. We all see you on Bumble. It's it, This isn't a surprise, bitch. You know what one of my favorite things is in gay Instagram culture? And I'm sure, listen, like I said before, I'm sure the straights do this as well. But I love when you can kind of tell a relationship is on the rocks and you're not really sure. It's probably people that you just stalk on the regular and you don't really know them. All of a sudden, you're on Instagram and you're stalking them. And all the pictures are still there of the couples. But then one of the boyfriends or ex-boyfriends posts the thoughtiest thirstiest trap you've ever seen and you're like oh shit this is about to get good because what the other boyfriend that just got dumped is gonna do is he's going to take a picture that he thinks is better than the one that his ex-boyfriend just posted and he's gonna post one too and now it's a race you they are on the battleground of trying to find dick trying to find love they're like listen up buddy i'm single he's single who has the best thirst trap who's gonna like it the most and that's my favorite thing to watch on instagram as like a relationship um unfolds or not unfolds because they're broken up but like uh, crumbles it now becomes battle of the thirst traps and then they'll continue to keep posting until one of them finds a solid hookup buddy and then the other one becomes bitter and then he's going to start posting quotes on his story about like the good times and he'll the other one will be off at la la land with a new dick and the other one that can't find the dick is going to be sitting there all sad and sappy it's a really fun game to watch. If you haven't seen this play out on Instagram, just wait because you will see this happen more and more often as people start to break up. Well, no shit, but like, you know what I'm trying to say. All right, let's bring Tinder in for a little bit here because Tinder and Instagram go hand in hand. I know somebody that will use Tinder, swipe right on all the people he wants to swipe right on. He will match with them 
and then their Instagram is in their bio and he'll unmatch them on Tinder and then go talk to them on Instagram. And the reason why he does that is because more people are bound to write back on Instagram through DM than they are on Tinder because I am awful at checking my Tinder. I don't even know when I get new matches. I turn all my notifications off. So if we, I match with someone and he's messaging me, I honestly have no clue until I open the app, which I never do. So on Instagram, I am I'm more likely to read a DM than I would a Tinder message. But here's, here's where I think this is a major red flag. And you can tell me if you think I'm wrong. If, but listen, the gay community is so fucking small. It doesn't matter whether you live in Boston, SF, LA, Chicago, DC, New York, wherever you live, you are always bound to have a mutual connection. So if you match with somebody on Tinder and if they're on your Instagram and starting messaging you and you have zero mutual friends, I think that is a huge red flag. Because like, how do who how are you supposed to like get any dirt on this guy or how are you supposed to like talk to him if you have zero mutuals in common it's so much easier to talk to somebody when you can mutually talk about one of your friends if you're shy like me but like if you have zero mutuals it's a huge red flag to me and if you disagree please let me know why but i think that you at least have to have five like if you if you're from boston and if you're matching with someone on tinder you go to their instagram you have at least 30 mutuals it's just the way it is. It's because everybody knows each other and everyone knows everything about each other. So using Tinder in the Instagram game can actually probably tell you whether or not the guy is going to be a complete psychopath or at least a little bit normal. Because when you have mutual friends, you can kind of say, oh, he hangs out with that group of people most likely, or he knows these people, which means he's like probably this type of person. And it's so much easier to kind of form an opinion and know what you're getting yourself into than going right into the dark and being like, oh, this guy's either a fucking weirdo and going to kill me or oh, he's just normal, maybe he moved here from literally outer space and just hasn't met anybody yet. The time has come. I know this is what a lot of you have been wanting to hear from me. Let's talk about folklore. Okay, before we begin, I just want to say there's two things I need to tell you. One, as most of you know, I am one of Taylor Swift's biggest fans. So anytime she comes out with new music or literally does anything, I faint, I, I freeze, I don't know what to do. I just, I love her so much. The second thing I want to say is... I am going to do my review of Folklore, but I have a little announcement coming up based off of a number of episodes that will be coming out. So if you don't get the full Folklore review that you wanted, just sit tight and know that more reviews will be coming out after this. So let's back up to last Thursday. I wake up, I'm in a phase, not a phase, <laughs> I'm in a haze because it's very early in the morning. And I look at my phone and I have, so I have my push notifications on for Taylor Swift. I have it for her Twitter and for her Instagram because I can never miss a beat. And it was like, you have Taylor Swift posted. I don't even know how many pictures she posted. And I was like, this is weird. And then I go open up Instagram and it's like my eighth studio album folklore is coming out tonight at midnight. I literally screamed like a little bitch. I woke up every single person in my building because Taylor Swift does not do this. She has at least a four-month cycle where she will release a single and then another single and then a promo single over a four-month period where she teases the fuck out of this album. She will do interviews, except for Reputation, and she'll do a whole bunch of different press and whatever. Not this time. We were so, obviously because of quarantine, but we were so blessed to not have to endure the pain. It's literally painful to go through a four-month cycle not knowing what the album's going to sound like, not knowing the sound, not knowing anything else other than the two singles that sometimes arguably are the worst songs on her entire album. 
but not this time. We were able to get the album, all 16 tracks, at once. So obviously, Jeff Marcel and Joe Pirro and I are in a group chat. We are Taylor's biggest fans. The three of us together, are. it's really bad. It's really bad. People tell us to shut up all the time. We're texting each other, freaking out. Obviously, I'm on taylorswift.com ordering a, whole, a shit ton of merchandise, ordering a bunch of CDs. So I think I have like four um, digital copies of this album, including my Apple Music download. So that just kind of shows a little how overboard I did it. So during the day, she's saying that this is going to be called Folklore. It's going to be into music. And I'm like, okay, first of all, we're not going to get a single bop, like a, a massive jam out of this, which I'm kind of okay with. And I knew that the sound was going to be a little bit different because of the people she was collaborating with. So flash forward, it's Thursday. Finally, midnight has come. And Apple Music doesn't have the fucking album right at midnight. So luckily, I have Spotify Premium. I pay for both. I know I'm a freak. So I go and listen to the first couple tracks on Spotify. And then Apple Music came out. And I was like, fuck this. I'm switching back over to Apple Music. So I listened to the album in its entirety from start to finish the first time through. I was reading the lyrics as I was listening to the songs, and I was like, this is so different, Taylor, but this was the album she literally was born to make. The album tells a story in three different points of view, and I have never listened to kind of a story that was interwoven like that. You really have to pay attention to every single lyric because at one point you're like, are we listening to this through... The boy's point of view? Are we listening to it through the girl's point of view? Are we listening to it through a mistress's point of view? Are we listening to a song that's based off of her grandfather that now parallels the frontline medical workers for coronavirus? Like, what is going on? There's just so much that is going on in this album. And this is what makes her the most talented singer-songwriter to ever exist during our lifetime. All right, so I listened to the album all the way through the first time, and I took some notes, and then I listened to it the second time, third time, fourth time. I literally have listened to this album on repeat since it has come out. I literally was at the gym the other day working out to this album because I didn't want to change it. First of all, because it's just so good, and the music is just amazing, but I also felt like I was cheating on the album and cheating on Taylor Swift if I had changed my music to any album that is out right now or that has ever been released. So that just goes to show how crazy of a fan I am. All right, let me tell you my top five favorite tracks because I have finally narrowed it down to five, and then there's two honorable mentions that keep going in and out. So my top five include... August, Exile, This Is Me Trying, Illicit Affairs, and Invisible String. And then the two that I have as honorable mentions are The Last Great American Dynasty and Mirrorball. And I want to talk so much about this album, but I, I'll tell you why at the end, why I'm not going to dive too much into it. This album, though, has the people talking because it's our highest rated album. The critics love it. It has an 89 on Metacritic, which none of her other albums are that high on Metacritic at all. I think they're all, in fact, in the mid-70s, between like 75 to 70. Um, Let me actually look. After further inspection, it shows that all of the other albums literally sit between 73 to 79. So having an 86 means that this album is her most critically acclaimed album. People love it. They think it's amazing. I love it. I think it's fucking fantastic. Even my roommates who have don't really listen to Taylor Swift have been listening to this album on repeat since it came out, which says a lot about this one, okay? I can't wait to see where this era goes. You know, it could be short-lived, like Lover was short-lived, it was only a year long, which typically, her eras typically last two years, 
This one I think I want to sit on for a little bit. I can't wait until the fall where I can listen to this album in a sweater, maybe a little scarf while I'm drinking apple cider. That's what this album feels like to me. Listen, I've never had a breakup. I, I've i never really been in love, so I don't know. I can't really relate emotionally to some of these stories. But with Taylor Swift's songwriting, she even though I haven't had any of those things, Sometimes she allows me to relate to those just by getting into my own head. So like that shows how honed in on her craft she actually is. So I've listened to folklore so many times that I've literally become a folk whore and I am legit a hoe for this album. I would do anything to listen to it on repeat over and over and over again. Like it, it's just heavenly. So my recommendation of the week, this should be no surprise, is Taylor Swift's eighth studio album, Folklore. You can download it. You can stream it. You can go to Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, literally wherever there's music. You can go to YouTube, watch all the lyric videos. You can go to taylorswift.com, buy the album. You can buy it on vinyl. You can buy just a single cardigan. It doesn't matter. My recommendation of the week is the best studio album Taylor Swift has ever produced. And it, that listen, it's not just my opinion. The Metacritic score of 89 gives it away that this is Taylor Swift's best studio album. So please do me a favor, do yourself a favor, do your ears a favor, and go listen to this album because it's truly magical. All right, so that is all the time we have for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Imagine if I really ended an episode like that. People are like, what the fuck? Clearly, I'm not well. All right, so before I end this week's episode, I just wanted to talk about the next couple weeks and what's going to go on with the show, who's coming on, what we're going to talk about. You get the drift. So next week, I will most likely be by myself again. I will put another Instagram story out, whatever you want to hear. You don't have to respond to the Instagram story. You can just write to me, DM me, do whatever, text me. I don't care. Let me know what you guys want to hear because I find it more beneficial. I do the show for you, so I find it more beneficial when I talk about stuff you want to hear opposed to me just coming up with something that I wrote myself and then put that out as content. But what I'm most excited for will be the week after that, I am going to be welcoming back Jeff Marcel onto the show. So my friend Jeff, who did the Provincetown episode with me, and we'll be welcoming one of our really good friends, Joe Pirro, onto the show because we will be releasing not one episode, not two episodes, not even three episodes. That week, we will be releasing nine individual episodes. <laughs> yep, it's content that you could fucking dream of. It's nine fucking episodes. That's a lot. That's a shit ton of content, guys, right? So what we decided to do was, since there is no time like the present, we wanted to do a Taylor Swift album review for each one of her albums. So if you like the older Taylor Swift, the country Taylor Swift, or if you like the pop Taylor Swift, or if you want to hear just our indie Taylor Swift version, you can listen to each individual episode because we are going to release one episode per album. So that means we will release a Taylor Swift episode, a Fearless episode, a Speak Now episode. And that's why I didn't really talk a lot about folk folklore this week because we're going to have a lot of content on that episode. So like I said, we will be releasing nine episodes two weeks from today. So stay tuned. The ninth episode is going to be just an episode of us shooting the shit, doing everything that does not involve Taylor Swift. Because let's face it, there are some people that aren't as big Taylor Swift fans like we are. So I want to cater to everybody, all-encompassing, yay. So I'm so excited to have everybody come on to the show. Jeff, Joe, it's going to be so much fun. Stay tuned for that in two weeks. And thank you for listening to today's episode. It means so much to me. Like I have said before, I love doing this, putting out content for everyone to hear. Whatever you want to listen to, write into me, text me, call me, 
you know where to reach me. There's a Kim Possible joke in there somewhere, but I really just don't know the lyrics to the song. So, like I said, thanks for listening to this week. Love you all so much. And until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy the rest of your week, wear your fucking mask in public, you fucking freaks, so we can keep this virus contained. And until then, I will talk to you when I talk to you. See ya!